Welcome back to another edition of Sports Tech Atlanta Seed Talk. I'm your host, Sterling Mack. Uh, we're truly excited today. We are joined by Sun Sachs. He's the co-founder and CEO of WeWire Fitness. Um, Rewire is a human performance company that provides evidence-based solutions for tracking athlete readiness, building mental resilience, and improving mind, body, and recovery. Rewire's patented pending technology integrates protocols used by the Navy SEALs, NASA, and neuroscience to help athletes and other populations reach their ultimate potential. Son, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Doing great. Yeah, so excited to chat with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I, I really wanted to start, I love kind of understanding the like founding story and kind of how the inception started. So um, yeah, what kind of brought you to creating and, and, and founding Rewire Fitness? And then, you know, what about a, spe a specifically like cognitive performance did you want to solve um, um, with your platform? Yeah, uh, great question. And uh, I'll, I'll try to keep my, uh, my answer brief because it's a pretty, pretty long founder story, but uh, I've, you know, I've been in, in sport for, this'll be my 40th year. <laughs> so um, I grew up in, uh, grew up in Boulder, Colorado and um, got involved in endurance sports at early age, uh, mm -hmm. worked my way up to an elite level uh, in cycling. Uh, and unfortunately, like many athletes, I suffered from burnout and injury um, and um then I went into a career in software and product development and uh, never gave up on sort of reaching my ultimate performance and uh, kept looking at a lot of different techniques and tools. Went super deep in HRV uh, before Whoop and others discovered it. Mm -hmm. Added that to my toolkit, went super deep on meditation, meditating three to four hours a day. Uh, that added to my toolkit. And the last piece was resilience training, I had been aware of the science, uh, which had been proven in the lab to work, but uh, the applied science, in other words, the commercial product never came to market. And one day I was on the bike trainer and I was like, oh, I know how this could be done. So I started working on a prototype, solved my own problem and uh, got together with some uh, great co-founders because I've been in this industry for so long. I, you know, I have a, a bunch of great people to cherry pick and uh, mm -hmm. we built the product. Worked a lot with um, athletes for a couple of years, filed a patent, and uh, the rest is history, so to speak. So that's the the abridged version. <laughs> no, that was uh, that was clean, concise. You can go as long winded as you want. It's uh, that's the, that's the beauty of this. If you want to take right, 15, right. if you want to take fifteen minutes, you take your full fifteen minutes, and we'll we'll go with you. Um, no, I, I you're talking to two two former athletes here, and the mental sharpness that you need to have when it comes to training and then the the biggest portion that i i like about the app and the concept behind or the the concept that's brought to fruition um is the 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 path of recovery because i never really mm -hmm. think about the mental mm -hmm. aspect that you need to have for recovery so you can can you kind of mm -hmm. dive into that a little bit because like you said you've been uh competitive for the high endurance sports and the training that goes into that but I played football. Sterling played baseball. You can see his uh, his jersey behind him. But on the endurance side of things, you it, it's a it's a different animal for the recovery aspect. So can you can you dive into that? Yeah. So it's often a blind spot for athletes, which is basically the negative impact of cognitive fatigue. So when we ask any athlete at any level, amateur to pro, we ask them what percentage of their performance is mental. 
Right. And they're always going to say somewhere between 50 and 95%, depending on the athlete and the sport. And that's because it's really important, right? Um, right. But then we ask them, so what percentage of, based on that, let's say you said 60%. Uh, we would say, well, if it's 60%, how much time do you spend on the mind? Hmm. And that's sort of the... The gotcha two question. Two, yeah. two, to one, two to one percent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, exactly. maybe even zero, because coach is going to be like, "Hey, I mean, you guys, you got this is back to college. You got your school. You yeah. got you can handle that. You should be able to be right back out there, be in the be in the playbook, yeah. be in the film room. Make sure you get your recovery, and you're just like mentally, it's just like, how do you, um, how do you layer this? How do you structure this yeah. to be able to be successful? So yeah, exactly. So like. It's not the athlete's fault because to your point, like, how do you do it? How do right. you structure it? How do you measure it? Um, how can you treat it like you would do physical training with a program? Uh, so those are a lot of the things we went to solve. But, you know, for anybody listening, let's do a quick thought experiment. Mm -hmm. You have a really long, stressful day at work. You get in an argument with a spouse or, or a friend. Now you have to work out at the, in the evening. Um, if you go try to motivate to go work out one, it's going to be hard to motivate. The mm -hmm. second factor is if you do actually go to the gym, go for a run, whatever, it'll feel harder. And that's not because you physically pushed yourself that day. It's because you did, you pushed your mind. And when your mind is under a greater amount of fatigue, what it does is it misperceives the effort. And if it, if it feels harder, it is harder. So you're yeah. thus then limiting your performance physically because your brain is tired. So being able to track that and manage that, like you would worry about recovering your body is super important because you can build up cognitive load just like you could build up training load. Right. And, you know, why do you plateau? Why do you, why do you think you're, you know, your wearable says you're great and you go out and have a bad training day? A lot of that has to do with the mind. So what we do is we measure your state every day. And we give you tools to recover the mind. Yeah. And, oh, and you're tracking you and you're, you said wearable there you're tracking through, I mean, if someone already has existing say an Apple watch, right. You're able to use that Apple watch, what they're already doing and kind of tracking and then using your platform, your app, right. To give them the ability to understand maybe where they need to rest or some of the, the tools they can need. Can you walk us through kind of how that works in some of those uh, connections there? Yeah, it's a, yeah, exactly. That, you're exactly right. So, you know, for example, for me, um, this morning I went for a, a walk like I always do, uh, track my steps. I was wearing a heart rate monitor. I did a, um, a uh, you know, turbo session on the bike, um, uh, did some mindfulness practice, did some recovery, posted to Strava three times, was wearing an Apple watch, had an aura ring, looked at my sleep. What does all this stuff mean? Right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so what our system does is connects with all those devices, brings in your physiological data, your training load from the night before and throughout the day. You open up the app as a morning practice. You spend 90 seconds with the app. And what we do is we take in all the physical data, right. sleep, the heart rate. Uh, and then we also do a cognitive test, which is a, it's called a psychomotor vigilance test. It's used by the military and in sleep studies. And it basically... Every time you see the shape, you tap the screen. And okay. what we're doing is recording your reaction time. But underneath the reaction time, there's another layer of data we're garnering, like lapses. So just imagine in a workout or in a game, 
you space out for just a second, you lose your attention for just a second. It would be important to know at the beginning of the day if you're doing that more often than normal, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> for me, I may be going 50 miles an hour down a gravel road. I want to know if my reaction time's a little bit off, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just so, a little bit. Just a little bit. So we'll say, you know, we'll say like you're 5% off your baseline. Mm -hmm. Then we'll do an emotional test, which is uh, we use a scale, a subjective scale uh, that's validated that's used by NASA for astronaut readiness. Okay. And that's going to tell us uh, if you're of a higher degree of emotionality, what's your perspective on your ability to perform? So kind of a little bit of a psych perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and we take all that together. So we're taking your physical your cognitive and your emotional, we're giving you an overall score, but we don't stop there because if you were just looking at a wearable, you might have a great heart rate score and you're like, I'm great. Uh, but then we break down, okay, you might be great physically, but cognitively you're off, emotionally you're off. And then uh, we give you a prescription for how to make the best of your day. We don't just say your readiness score is bad, take a day off, which isn't really that helpful, right? Right. <laughs> So, so what is, uh, so if you are off, then what is the, the next recommendation to, to right. guide you through the, through your day or yes, to guide exactly. you through training? So what we do is the, the most, the secret sauce is we have the context. We know where you're at, right? We know where you're at compared to all the previous days over time, uh, since using the, starting using the app. So with that context, we create what's called a recipe, which is a combination of different evidence-based, uh, interventions combined together to increase the efficacy. So, um, you know, obviously have a background in meditation. Meditation is very powerful, but not necessarily convenient. Uh, it requires a practice and a commitment. On average, it'll take you 15 minutes per day for eight weeks in order to start to see some benefits. Wow. Um, and you know, not everybody is into meditation. About 14% of Americans meditate. What about the other 86%? So my mm -hmm. point is meditation is fantastic. I'm an advocate for it, but it's not necessarily accessible or appreciated by many people. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we provide something that has a similar qualitative and quantitative effect, but that you can drop into it immediately. So what it will do is it'll take you through a breathing modality breathing super popular right now, obviously breathing, right? We breathe to live, but there's all these techniques to get yourself into a calm, ready state to activate your body for recovery. So we'll, we'll put you in a breathing protocol. We'll then uh, bring in some uh, sports psychology with self-talk and visualization. Uh, we'll bring in some neuroscience. We use something called binaural beats, which basically makes your brain mimic the brain waves it perceives. And that can get you into a relaxed state from a brain perspective. We also subliminally prime you. So we're, we're uh, brainwashing you for good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, I was just going to say, so from, you know, the neuro test that, um, you know, you start your day off with in, in those 90 seconds for one on the back end of it, which is kind of a sneaky way to do it you know, you know, tracking to stay as close to your baseline, you're doing training in that aspect as well, even though if you sure. are a little bit off, yeah, um, true. you know, true. it's one of those things where they say, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it a little bit, but if, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you don't, if you yeah. don't keep your mind, yeah. you know, triggered in, in, and with stimulus, you do have that, that, uh, you know, slippage or depreciation a little bit and you start to kind of lose the, 
um, you know, quick awareness that you might have. So even though you might be a little bit behind, if they looked at, you know, their baseline from a year ago or for or stats from a year ago, you're still, I would assume, ahead of that time frame because of the, of the, of the constant training and the constant, um, you know, activity that you are giving yourself. So that's I, I think the, right. the way the way that you structure yourself, um, you know, start the morning and then the recommendations after is is really it's, it's honestly it's amazing. And, <laughs> and I was trying to I was trying to get a smarter word to throw out there, but, you know, I'm going <laughs> to keep it as basic as possible. But I thought yeah. you said something really cool. So when Sterling asked about the wearables that you have and I'm going to kind of transition just slightly, um, yeah. take take you back about a year, um, you know, I think. I can't remember what tournament it was, but uh, the Aura Ring made a made a big you know big splash because of who was wearing it, and that was an Under Armour athlete of mm -hmm. uh, Justin Spieth. And so mm -hmm. your pre-seed round, um, it was backed by Under Armour. And so how did you? What where did that collaboration come from? How did you guys you know spark up and get on the radar for Under Armour, and then have them come and be uh, you know the, the I guess the the main portion of your pre-seed round? And uh, then you move forward with other backers like Kyle Korver as well. But I'd say Steph Curry might be needing that you're <laughs> be needing you right now a little bit with the loss. But how did that how did that yeah. uh, relationship bud? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, it's a pretty organic process, actually. So, you know, we started the company about three years ago. Um, we, you know, pre pandemic, we already knew the importance of mental fitness really before that term was really well known. Mm -hmm. And um, coincidentally, or not necessarily coincidentally, but it just so happened that they also believed in mindset and they were working on a similar initiative. So if you go to like Performance Academy uh, by Under Armour, mm -hmm. they have interviews about mindset from Michael Phelps and a, a lot of their amazing athletes. They have content around um, how to improve mindset. They have breathing exercises. So they were already doing something similar. It was literally like a perfect alignment. We showed it to their head of performance. They loved it. You know, the, the whole team loved what we were doing uh, yeah. and they continue to support us. So it's just been a great collaboration. That's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's uh, awesome. it's, it's just fortuitous too, with like the, the simpatico that goes along with where their route <laughs> yeah. was and then where you are. And as you're one of the, yeah. the early or actually first adapters for a neuro app, neuro, uh, neuro sports app. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a, it's a perfect mess relationship, <laughs> which is, which is it, always yeah. great. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, and they're, you know, they're, um, they're an incredibly focused company on performance, um, right. you know, obviously, but like they literally look at like, is this shoe going to improve the athlete, uh, athlete's performance? Okay. Tell me exactly how much, like they're very focused on that. So we're like aligned on the performance. We're aligned on the mindset and, uh, yeah, we're just continue to work together. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Kyle Korver, same deal, you know, um, we shared the product with him. He said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not a marketer, but if I believe in the product, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. He's all in. Um, we also had six other uh, footballers in Europe invest as well. And they all use the product first and, you know, are, are excited. They're excited about it. They're um, professionals uh, in soccer and, uh, you know, mindset and uh, sort of cognitive fatigue is a is a big factor for that sport as well, as with all sports, arguably. 
Agreed. Especially now as we start to get un our understanding more about mental health, uh, right? There's like, so many questions you could use the NBA with like Ben Simmons. Um, what is kind of the roadmap? What would you like to see this to become? You kind of talk about the partnership or, or, or kind of how the inception there with Under Armour. Like what would you like to see with this as it moves forward with athletes and with brands and teams? Yeah. So, you know, as I mentioned, like there, we have a lot of IP um, around it. We have a pending patent, U.S. International. And um, uh, we spent a lot of time sort of taking a methodical approach to make sure that what we built uh, works and helps athletes, uh, helps them both with performance, but also to prevent burnout. You know, mm -hmm. uh, one of the greatest things Simone Biles ever did was choose herself in the Olympic Games, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Incredible. It was an amazing Incredible moment. courage. Yeah. Incredible courage. And these days, the, you know, burnout is just incredible. It's a, it's its own pandemic with athlete with athletes. So wh whether we're talking about adolescents or we're talking about uh, weekend warriors, or we're talking about professionals, everybody uh, is feeling that stress. And, you know, I know firsthand, you know, when I walked away from my sport, I didn't get on the bike or look at a bike for eight years. Uh, mm -hmm. And I have a good friend I have a good friend who uh, once beat Michael Phelps in the pool, and he hasn't been in the pool for 15 years. <laughs> wow. I wouldn't either. I'd be my. That'd be the, that's the plateau. When I, that's once I hit the once I hit the peak, that's it. Like that's, I'm done. Yeah. If you yeah, lined yeah, me I up can... in front of Randy Moss and I covered him, and I was like, you know what? I'm 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 hanging the cleats up. I'm I'm done. I'm stopping. Yeah, exactly. He's wise, but I, I'm just like, dude, you're so incredibly talented. Let's go for yeah. a swim. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. So, you know, what we want to do is really, um, you know, there's call it 3 billion athletes all around the world. We really mm -hmm. want to help everybody reach their potential. And that's going to be a number of things. Uh, we're obviously direct to consumer with our mobile app, but right. we're building a Teams offering as well. Have mm -hmm. some uh, really um, amazing coaches and, and uh, early adopters using the system. And we'll be commercializing mm -hmm. that later this year. We also have a really cool hardware product that'll let you do brain training while you go out for a run and do other, you know, sports. So it kind of layers on some gamification to the brain training while you're working out, which will be fun. Um, and then other, you know, other partnerships with, uh, we're definitely in discussions with a number of professional teams. So yeah, that'll be cool. That'll That's be cool. Really get really good roadmap uh, that you have laid out. And um, there's one part that, you know, as, as you know, as we're doing our, you know, pre-research before coming on, I was just trying to, I was, I was struggling a little bit just to, to see exactly how it happens. And, you know, like you said with your friend, you know, you beat, you, you beat, you beat Michael Phelps in the pool and, <laughs> but it's the, the mental area that you need to be in, you know, say you're at, at the block or as you're starting is, you know, you know, yes. the height of the height of the moment and what this yes. app allows you to be, to stay in that focus and to not break that, to not let the moment be too big. So can you kind of break down you know, what the, you know, suggested activities are a little bit or, you know, kind mm -hmm. of or teasers just so that, you know, people can make sure they go and download so that you can figure out yourself <laughs> as you get there. But I think that's yeah. a really key point that yeah. um, that you guys strive and, and that you push. And I think that a lot of athletes, when you get to that moment, you know, we make or break, whether if you're a professional, the little leagues, you're in you know, middle school, high school, there is that uh, come to come to come to Jesus, come come to, to higher yeah. power moment for a lot of people. And yeah staying there and not faltering right yes it's a really important point so um in our system we do have pre-competition uh prep and pre-workout prep um you know sometimes we all know this like 
you have the dreaded workout that's going to be like you know uh 30 by one vo2 max intervals or some kind of crazy thing and you're just like this mm -hmm. i don't even i don't even want to do this right. so stuff like that and then also when it comes to like competition um you know there's folks you know like you guys like me who have been in sport for a long time you have your kind of pregame ritual right and what is that about that's really to get your mind into a calm and ready state right you don't want to be you don't want to be I mean, you want to be excited, but you don't necessarily want to be uh, full of anxiety or doubt, right? So right. what we do is we have a specific protocol for that where we take them through a series of steps that are going to get them into that calm, ready state. You know, one of the footballers, uh, professional footballers uh, that we were deep in conversation with, um, he had his biggest game of the year. He was feeling stressed out and mm -hmm. he remembered rewire. He did, you know, their four minutes or two minutes, depending on the session. He did it, and he had one of the best games of his career, wow. you know. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's those are the types of moments where, you know, we want to be there for the athletes, and uh, uh, we continue to build. We have a library of different things you can do, like really fun ones where if you want to amp yourself up before a workout like you really want to get into what we would call a sympathetic uh, state which is a fight or flight state but for workouts some workouts you need that so we'll do this kind of hyperventilation protocol and you'll you'll get you totally feel energized and alert you know and that's perfect for some things and then at the end like how, how about after a game you know are you going to have a good night's sleep how do you wind down that's where you can then use the rewire system for that as well that's really cool. I uh, I listened to Lil Wayne, uh, "Money on My Mind." That was like the song I needed to hear right before yeah. I like took the headphones <laughs> out. Um, not super scientific, right? But um, yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I it's yeah. it's crazy like to, to not even not even like understand some of that stuff. That that's a really cool thing about what you're bringing to light here is like there's so many ways for athletes now to kind of maximize not only their performance, but to your point, like just their anxiety of like, how do I get ready to go play? I don't know if you watched match the like the golf tournament that they had with like Tom Brady and Josh Allen. And he even answered the question and he answered, honestly, like he throws up before every game. Right. And so imagine <laughs> if he had some yeah. type of something, right. And obviously you're like your platform at his disposal to be able to work through that anxiety and, and mentally prepare him, um, for the mat for the game. So I know you do a little, I, I know you yeah. I say hiking, like you climb. Um, do you use anything uh, of your own platform or something? One of those, like you talked about kind of the, the hyperventilating, is that what something you do to kind of get your, yourself going before you're, um, you know, one of your kind of big, big adventures out there? Yeah, uh, definitely. I'm, uh, I was the first user of the product and I continue to be a very loyal <laughs> user of loyal the customer <laughs> <laughs> yes. of your, your own I'm customer. A, uh, yeah, I, I even pay for my own subscription, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, um, uh, as a CEO, uh, you know, in the middle of the day, I have more meetings and I need to hit the reset button. I'll do a two to four minute session, um, mm -hmm. just to really get kind of refreshed. Uh, for my big adventures, like I like to do uh, alpine mountaineering and uh, bike packing, you know, out for days, like multi-day events type of thing. Uh, a few years ago, I was on an alpine climb 
really bad conditions. Um, we were going to summit after uh, two days of, of climbing. We were going to do a summit attempt. And uh, I hadn't slept. I, I'd, in like two and a half days, I slept like six hours. Oh. And so what was I going to do, right? I'm not going to not climb. So I basically just listened to the uh, basically the restorative sessions back to back for a couple of hours to make up for the lack of sleep. Now, obviously, you can't truly make up for sleep, um, but I was able to get into a calm, a calm, relaxed recovery mode for a few hours. And uh, frankly, that that was crucial because, you know, we got up in the middle of the night and it was like there's lightning and, and thunder and. There was a little mini avalanche and all kinds of things where I had just to be completely on it. And I'm glad I had that tool, you know, <laughs> this is, this is off topic, but when you are, you know, you know, trying to reach the summit, you know, you, you've climbed up to, you know, 14,000 up to 14,000 feet. Just how does the body change as you continue to go at that high? The only thing I've ever seen, you know, obviously I've watched, you know, Everest summits and, and obviously how long it takes to be able to peak up there. Obviously conditions have to be right, but like, what does the body go through as you get that high? The air is thinner. Like I, I, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. I can't yeah, relate. Yeah. I haven't been that, yeah. that, that, that high. Mount <laughs> yeah, Pisgah yeah, in North yeah. Carolina was the highest <laughs> I've been. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And I, you know, I, I'm not, uh, I have not climbed <laughs> Everest nor, nor do I want to, to be honest, but, um, yeah, the highest I've gone is 16,000 feet. And, uh, and I've also used like, um, hypoxic training where you can experience what it feels like at 20,000, you know, mm-hmm. getting into the death zone, mm-hmm. but what happens to your, to your body and your mind, um, you know, basically your, your, uh, pulse oxid oxygenation, similar to like your blood oxygenation, similar to like, if you had COVID almost, right. um, you start to lose oxygen in your blood um and um essentially you get you can get um altitude sickness but generally what happens is if you don't get altitude sickness you still start to get progressively weaker um you your uh mind starts to lose focus um uh uh the physical effort that you like let's say you could you know uh, whatever your hiking or running kind of averages, it'll be significantly reduced when you're at altitude. So mm. your, your, your heart rate goes up much faster and much easier. So you have to pace yourself slower. Like a typical mistake is you just keep pushing yourself like you normally would. Right. And you'll go into a hole and you're ne- you'll never get out. Like you just, you just will be toasted. So you really have to be like everything's to the extreme and you really have to be very careful not to push it too hard and to pace yourself or less kind of slower than you would think, I guess right. is the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. Like you, you can go, obviously, obviously you can move at a faster pace, you know, lower uh, at a lower altitude body's used to that. But as you get up higher, sorry, <laughs> in the background, but um, no, yeah. You, and obviously higher, it's, it's more tactical. Yeah. And you need your mind, right? You need right. to be paying attention because uh, that's like most, most people who get into trouble, it's on their way down. Like they've already made it to the top and now they're exhausted and they're coming down and making mistakes and some little s- silly thing happens. Like they trip, you know, they trip over their ice spikes and they start rolling down the mountain and that's it. Okay. You know? 
Yeah, yeah that is that's uh you you have a very very interesting background. I mean, you started <laughs> off in, you started off at AOL and yeah. um and then you obviously you 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 get the 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 technical skills, the engineering, the programming skills and and have that um in your background and then you make the transition now as co-founder. Um how hard was it? And I know we 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 lost uh Dick Sterling's popping back in in a second, but um how how hard was it to develop you know the algorithms and the programs that you needed to to make the app successful or was it one of those it was kind of once you had the the idea and the path um it was easy writing and developing the code yeah uh it's a good question um you know uh i've been in this business for a long time um but creating products is never easy never is and um the like kind of the secret sauce or the key to success with any good product is uh, a constant iteration uh and a really good customer feedback loop so we started beta testing within three months and we beta okay. tested we beta tested for two years mm-hmm. uh, we brought in scientists we validated everything figuring out the algorithm you know the first of their kind was not easy mm-hmm. i remember you know, racking my brain, like I would go for long walks and just kept trying to think of how to solve different problems. And um, right. uh, another co-founder of mine jumped in and helped and did an amazing job as well. And we eventually figured out something that was consistent and reliable and calibrated to the individual. But that mm. took a few years. It, it was not easy. Uh, and, you know, we continued to like the, the work's never done. Right. So we continue to refine it, and the bigger data set we have, the more the more insight we have, and the more nuance, the more dials we can turn. But uh, everything is calibrated to the individual, so it's not about like a generic algorithm with models that are comparing you against another person. It's literally understanding you, you, and based on your patterns, giving you advice. Yeah. So it's it's more ML leaning. you know, obviously for the, for the user and not just, you know, strictly AI, AI based. Right. It's not that kind of classic, um, uh, sort of just comparative model. It's, um, there's a lot of math involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot, a lot yeah. more math than I, I, I can, I am very good. I'm dangerous with it, but then I'm like, Hey, you know, let me bring in my technical people. Cause you know, <laughs> this is, this is the conversation that you guys can have, but yeah, no, it's it's especially with you guys being the literally the first of its kind for for this type of app and the roadmap that you've you know you've laid out for yourself now, but to you know the the first the first iteration of that roadmap just to get to the beta testing portion. Uh that, like you said, it's a lot it's a lot of work and it's gotta be just a very gratifying feeling once you've got, gotten that uh the aha moment. Like like you said, you take your walks and then all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> you know what? We can go down this route. We can do tweak a couple things here, and we have it. So, like, how how was that feeling? You know, once beta testing was going, and then and then you know, with uh, you and your team, and then you're like, everything is, we can we can we can accomplish this. We everything that we put into this, this is successful, and we can actually have something. You know, a, a big a, this our baby can be a a very big thing um, <laughs> as we continue to develop. Was that just like was that just a very a really good feeling knowing or yeah. or having that that moment so to speak yes uh yeah and it took a long time yeah and you know we don't uh, pat ourselves on the back too much but um what I so, think uh, you the, gotta you the, gotta stop sometimes you gotta, you just you gotta, you gotta soak you're it right. in you're right you're right the maybe this is the moment i'll soak it a little bit <laughs> uh 
the thing that is the absolute most gratifying part is, uh, you know, we have the athlete, the individual athlete rate how well the system works for them. Right. And on average, the average athlete says that um, they have a reduction of stress by 70% using the system. Wow. So they come in totally stressed out and they're like uh, massively improved. Um, wow. And uh, a strong, strong data. Point. It's, it's strong, right? And then um, an improvement of 30% in readiness. You know, what would mm -hmm. you give for 30, you know, going into a game 30% more ready? Like that's pretty yeah, good. That is very, that is, that is very good. <laughs> well, I mean, from your story of, of, of yeah. the footballer that, that used the app and the way that you're able to, to calm, like, you know, obviously Sterling was you know saying what he would listen to. Um, but then obviously at a professional level, at the highest level, there's different stresses that come because obviously it's your livelihood. It's your paycheck. You have, you know, fans, you're not just trying to, to make, obviously you want to play, you play for your family, you play for your, your friends or your close circle, but same time there's a lot of pressures external pressures that come with it and to be able to find that base and i know it's extremely hard uh, i try and get into the practice a little bit from you know a yoga perspective but the the last well first the first five minutes very good with getting in tune with my body <laughs> like but the, the last yeah. 10 minutes um it's really not the easiest thing when it's just you in your body and yeah. you're just sitting still and yeah. to be able yeah. to really calm yourself and then once you come out of that and have that 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 sigh of relief or that breath of relief that fresh air feeling um that's a major thing to be able to compact and, and pack into an application like this so yeah. i i love the benefits that you all have been able to develop so far um and the the that 70 and well, 30 30 percent that you're in 70 well, 70 percent rating from athletes and then 30 percent as well um from your feedback is is something that yeah like you, you gotta you gotta take your time enjoy get your enjoy your moment for that because you have to sit yeah. back and say we we've really accomplished something great here and that that is amazing thank you so much yeah yeah we're just um we're just growing the business and and just want to reach as many athletes as possible and uh we'll never stop we're going to keep innovating and there's many other exciting things we'll explore to just yeah. you know round out uh basically help people get stronger healthier and more resilient as now, we like to say now yeah. son let me ask you a tough question you got you got some big footballers you got some you got some nba you got some you got professional athletes how you looking at signing up some two washed athletes over here? <laughs> I'm gonna sign. We would, you guys to, uh, we would we would love to be a partner. Have this partnership right here. Uh, yeah, that's not a that's not a tough question. Yeah, we'd love to have you guys. Um, but 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 on the flip side, uh, yeah. with 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 nil, have you guys tried to to dive into that with uh, or or try to look for you know the influential partnership with. Um, you know, college athletes, because it's, it's a different landscape now. And that's where I was yeah. transitioning with that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is, is yeah. that in the, is that in the playbook at all? I don't, I know if you want to keep things under wrap, I, I understand. Uh, but uh, have you guys looked at that? Because it's, it's been a major decision within college athletics. And from what we've seen in what is it the past four months, five ish months of how crazy it's gotten in a good way. I mean, uh, I would love to be in this era. Um, yeah. Have you guys started uh, to, to to look to dip your toes into what NIL has offered? Yep, we are definitely looking at that. 
Um, we, you know, the opportunities within high school, college sports are huge. The, the burnout rate and the stress that the athletes go through. Mm-hmm. You know, how many, how many athletes do we lose that, you know, don't, don't reach their peak or burn out from sport in, in both of those uh, right. domains is huge. So, um, you know, we, we're, we're working on that. Um, we're working on partnerships. Uh, that'll be, you know, I think uh, we'll be looking to pilot that um, hopefully this year and then okay. prove it out, prove it out, you know, more broadly. So uh, definitely in our crosshairs for sure. Yeah. I wish I wish I could go back ten years. It's a uh, it's a very jealous feeling looking out <laughs> looking out here. We were born like you know eight ten years uh, later. It's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. Me, you, you and me both. We're gonna have to. We'll do a time machine as our next feature. Yeah. Uh, I I had this one question for you uh, here before we kind of like wrap up here. You were at AOL um, from like 04 to ten. So like the height. Maybe I'd like to say like the height, maybe the height is like 99 or something, but like, right. yeah. is there anything, I know you're on the, I believe on the media side, is that correct? Yep. Uh, yeah, I was on the, well, it was basically the, the technology arm that supported the media was my team. Yeah. Is there anything that you uh, essentially kind of take um, as, as you were there during that time is obviously like YouTube kind of comes in and Google and then mm-hmm. obviously yep. what happened with Apple. Do you take anything from that time there to what you're obviously approaching here from a founding perspective or just, just trying to stay in front of, you know, different technologies? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, definitely like I cut my teeth in media and I understand it. And uh, obviously the landscape's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now a commodity, unfortunately. And, a lot of the content producers are having having a tough time, but um, you know we have a omni-channel approach, and uh, you know the media side of it. In other words, creating unique, compelling, useful content dr- to drive you know organic value is a big part of our strategy. So we definitely take you know what I've learned and what other members of my team have learned uh, to heart, and um, you know. We have a growing kind of content platform around that and guest writers and experts and things like that. Um, And obviously I've also lived, I have the resilience of living through multiple tech bubbles. So Mm -hmm. for me, like, you know, I'm, I'm good. I can keep going. Nothing, nothing's going to stop me. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's, that's a cool approach. I I wondered if I saw that, um, you know, kind of there in, in your in your past life, and just kind of wanted to pick your brain on that. It's it's super interesting when you're from some of those, you know, like legacy places that just really ran the world. When we think about the internet, we think about content, and then obviously yeah, to right. where they are today. Um, so yeah, really cool. Yeah. Kids will never know the dial tone. <laughs> the CD. Never, yeah. know that. <laughs> never, never know the CD. Never know the floppy disk. Uh, even, I mean, aim at its highest was honestly, it was, it was peak. That was honestly the, that was peak social media. It was just yeah. you, your, your friend group. It was, ah, it was the internet and in its infancy. Yeah. <sighs> the the yeah, days. It was, it oh, was the seed. It was the seed for Twitter. I mean, that's um, mm-hmm. the iteration came out of that, you know? Right. Um, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of those, the kind of the DNA of the internet is back mm-hmm. from back in those old days. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, no, this is uh, this is awesome. I know my thing kind of messed up there for a little bit, but um, 
Uh, truly appreciate it. Anything else you want to uh, bestow on the listeners um, uh, before we kind of head out here? Social media platforms, uh, <laughs> websites. Where can where can we find everybody? Where can where, where can they find you at? Holla at. <laughs> All right, I'm, I I always try not to get in trouble by our uh, our head of marketing, Riz, who uh, okay. <laughs> I always forget to say all the right things. So you can find us at rewirefitness.app. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at the handle rewirefitness. So that's cool. Pretty easy to remember. Virtually, we couldn't get all the same handles. So mm-hmm. we're Rewire Fitness app, all one word on uh, Facebook. And then we're Rewire underscore app on Twitter. We also have a growing Discord community. So check us out there. We have a, a podcast. You can find that on the website. We actually have an upcoming interview with Kyle Corver. So that'll be cool. And other Ooh. athletes. So we are Sports Tech Atlanta. Out. Atlanta fans. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But thank you so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Great chatting. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here. And thanks for thanks for time. And again, everyone, go check out Rewire Fitness. Amazing platform. Amazing what they're doing. Uh, really cool. Thanks for being here. Thank you.